I was the oldest of seven and I probably struggled growing up because I was the only one that was disabled in my family. So um, the photos would suggest that I looked happy, but I was a, probably a bit confused at, uh, growing up. But um, in the hindsight of things, it's um, it was still a great environment. I can't say that it was bad, um, just the fact that I was the only one and I sort of felt alone in that sense. Yeah. Tell me about cerebral palsy. What is it and um, how has that kind of shaped who you are as a person and your upbringing? Um, cerebral palsy, from what I understand, is a um, difference uh, in the brain. Uh, it affects the brain and then therefore it, re- it affects the motor skills on usually one side of your body. Um, from top to bottom, it affects my left side. I think it even affects my eye and my eyesight. So, um, But... It varies for every single person, so that's the, I suppose that's the beauty of it. And the disability itself, um, I'm on the mild scale, so it wasn't the hardest, but um, I suppose just the environment that I grew up in, um, full of uh, amazing people, like very able, um, a lot of males in the family were very physically able and able to do work, and I just sort of felt a bit behind in that sense. Um, and sort of felt like an inconvenience because um, if 10 people are on a job and one person can't really do it, <laughs> they would sort of just leave you alone. <laughs> you can sweep the floor. <laughs> so it's um, sort of in that sense, it sort of seemed like um, people didn't have the time to sort of understand and, and, and learn what I was about. But in, that, in saying that, I also didn't know how to take it to them so we could sort of have a conversation and suss it out. So I've learned that over the years, but um, it's probably made who I am in regards to perspective of life, like just seeing um, everyone's different and having to try and understand where everyone's coming from. So. When did you get a bit more comfortable? Like you said, you struggled with it growing up. When did you become comfortable or a bit more confident and hold yourself up a little bit more? Was it when you were older? Or? Yeah, it definitely took me um, way too long to accept it uh, fully. Probably in the last five years, I I made a conscious effort to try and do that, eh? because I felt like I was letting it get the best of me. So I, I had to do something about it and probably... The last two years, like starting Shopper, has made me feel like shit. I've got a lot of work to do, and yeah, it's it's starting to it's starting to come along and come through to be like, yo, this is who I am, and I'm starting to own it slowly. But um, yeah, for me, it's it's something that is not going to go away. So I have to um, yeah, I have to own it. And there's so many people that I've seen um while entering Shopper that they just own their own their shit, like their disability, and um. And that's pretty cool to see, and I'm I'm sort of taking that path. But like I said, I'm 32 years old, and um, it took me way too long. But it's better late than never, and um, yeah, I'm putting in effort more than ever. So I got to be proud of that. Eh? Has sport always been a big part of your life, or how did you get into it? <laughs> sport, sport. Yeah, well, not for me personally, for my family. Yeah, yeah. So I like I, in the past, I've played like touch rugby for for family teams and. Probably indoor netball was the only sports that I could see that I've been involved in. But um, for me personally, nope. Uh, for the whole family, yeah, people um, did sports a lot. And they also try to crack it, including my dad. I think um, personally that's why that's a little drive for me. He made JKs, the Junior Kiwis in League. And um, I think that's a part of me that wanted to be like, oh, shit, I'm, 
I'm on my way there. I want to see if I can take it a bit all the way. Yeah, and so here we are. But um, for me, it's sports was something that was so foreign to me that I knew that if I was to do it, it would make me um, deal with all the challenges that I chose not to uh, in the past. And yeah, here we are. And it's um, hard work, but um, I'd rather that than do nothing about it. Eh? So. Speaking about those challenges, mm. what, what are some of those challenges for you? What have they been? Um, I think mentally, um, that's the biggest challenge, uh, just uh, self-doubting. And I've only realised that what has been the cause of that. Um, that's probably a story for another day, but yeah, definitely self-doubt. Um, just not trusting myself, find myself like, yeah, just doubting myself way too much to a point where it's probably not healthy, but it's it's getting better, way better, and it's cool. I suppose, yeah, working on that has been the, that's been the biggest one, self-doubt, because that affects everything else, right? Like, you're, you know who you are as a person, but that's what can deter you away from being that, and so that's the biggest work on, but um, yeah, for me, it's it's been that, and um. I'm getting there because, um, uh, if anything, starting this journey, I only knew one thing, to not give up, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> so it's cool. And why shot put? Um, shot put, um, like I said, when I was like, oh, okay, I got a sort of self-discovery journey and started sport, um, I went to Parafit, like, to acknowledge my sort of, see what I could do with my disability, and they said, try shot put. And, yeah, that's what I did. I popped in for like five minutes and I had a little jam and then I went to league and then I did my ankle, my good one, <laughs> ended up in a wheelchair and then I decided to come back and do shot put and then I never looked back. Because it's strength-based, yeah, Pacific Islanders, a they're strong naturally, um, but um, yeah, I don't think I was going to make it as a runner. <laughs> uh, actually, it depends on what day it is. Some Friday nights, some Friday nights, he's uh, running away from certain things as uh, you thought you could. But um, now, nah, for me, it was just yeah, strength based, and we at least that was one piece of the puzzle that was sort of there, right? Um, and we sort of went from there. Well, what do you like about it? Um, just the challenges, eh? Yeah, um, that's the biggest part of for me um, is that yeah, like. Being a solo sport, you end up in your own space and in your own head a lot. And um, it's like, oh, shit, just discovering what's actually in there, right? To, um, so you can work through. But, um, yeah, just learning your body, that's probably been a buzzy challenge too. Like, I like to dance, but I'm pretty uncoordinated. <laughs> like, in the gym trying to do certain things, I realize that I'm pretty uncoordinated. So trying to, yeah, work your body, um, your brain and your body together to try and make it do one second of movement is pretty amazing but yeah like I said it's uh healthy I'm the healthiest I've ever been uh physically and I'm trying to make the mental and physical sort of marry up so we can um do some good things has your love for dance or for music helped you in that sense helped you in the gym a bit it took a while like probably now it's starting to um but because of the technical aspect of shot put, it sort of didn't really feel like a dance at the beginning. Like, I try to relate it to music and try to feel like a rhythm and stuff, but my body just wasn't responding to it. So it took me a while to be like, to get the mechanics of it, um, to get it a bit more fluid. And now I'm slowly starting to be able to relate rhythm and feel to the um, technical side of shot put to make it sort of feel more like a dance and not a Gumby 
um, <laughs> Gumby has, um, I don't even know what you call it some days, it doesn't even look like anything, so yeah, for that, it's, um, it's slowly coming, but just in the gym, like music in general, it sort of calms me to be like, oh, yo, this is what we got to do, and just gives me comfort to um, get into a space where I can um, push through the, the work, day's work, eh? You are selected, you're going to Japan mm-hmm. this week. Um, what's your family's reaction to it? I mean, even just looking back um, and th- talking about, you know, how you were given jobs to, like, sweep the floor and stuff like that. Would you ever imagine that you're going to Japan this week? <laughs> you know, you can call yourself an Olympian in a month's time. Like, how crazy is that for you? Yeah, it's um, it's pretty crazy, right? Like, I think for the whole family, they um, are surprised <laughs> as much as everyone else is, but um, at the same time not, I guess. Um, yeah, they, they were happier for me, I think, when, they made the t- when I made the team. Uh, for me, it was just a massive relief. Yeah, to be like, oh, you're going for a goal and there's a chance that it might not happen, but for it to happen was pretty satisfying. And um, like I said, um, <laughs> I think they still laugh at the fact that I'm an athlete, right? <laughs> going to the Paralympics because um, it's something so uh, far from what I'm used to in the past. But um, yeah, it's just a good progression in life for me to be like, oh, yeah, we're on the right track. And we're making um, steps forward instead of always looking back. So that's uh yeah, I gotta I gotta be proud of that and I've probably failed to celebrate and be proud of my movements um in the past and but now I'm proud and yeah, I'm ready to um go and represent everyone that's been a part of the journey and myself yeah. And how's training going for you so far? Um after getting selected it's going good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, that month was uh, pretty um pretty um pretty shit but um yeah it's going good eh? like I think that's because the head is sort of there's no weight on the head and you're trusting yourself and your ability and all the work that you've done over the last year for it to just um all come together so it's been going good and I've been feeling um better on the daily so that's a nice thing that's a nice feeling that we're all going on I know uh, Lisa Adams, the sister of Valerie Adams, mm-hmm. is in your team as well. Yeah. And Valerie's actually been kind of a part of your training team or leading up to before she left, right? Because she was in the gym with you guys a little bit. What, what's it like to have her, you know, come, come into the training camp a bit and help you guys in that sense? Yeah, so I've, I've been um, blessed and privileged to um, cross paths with her and um, have her there at times of training and stuff like that. Um, she's an amazing person, eh? Like, I think that's what sets her apart from from a lot of people is that she's an amazing athlete. She trains hard and trains the house down. But outside of that, she's um, very kind and very supportive of people who are trying to better themselves in the sport. And um, I'm very lucky that she has given me advice and support along the way to um, to help me because I, I suppose being Islander herself, she... I felt more relatable to her and it was nice to have her and even her sister there to be like, oh, yo, Polly Gang, like we're, there's some of us in here. And um, yeah, like I said, just that island connection, I think it, just the language makes sense. And I guess that was a big part of a lot of learning for me to going forward when I couldn't really understand certain things that were going on. Um, and yeah, she's, like I said, she's a beast in the gym, but also, yeah, her and her sister are amazing people as well. And going to uh, Japan, what's the goal for you? Obviously, uh, people ask you this question all day. It's like, bring home the medals. Like, yo, you're going to throw like you want a medal, but um, you also have to be realistic. And I guess for me, the goal is to 
first make a final, which is top eight, and then I want to finish where I qualified for the team, which is top six. That'll be a very good day for me, and anything more than that would be like, okay, let's have a three-day party when we come back, right? So, <laughs> so that's that's my goal, is to finish top six, um, but first, yeah, make a final, and um, go out there and have fun, man. And go out there and enjoy myself, and yeah, enjoy the work that the work's been done, and the fact that, yeah, I'm allowed to um, enjoy it, right? <laughs> After this, what's next for you? Is you thinking Paris, or are you even thinking that far forward? Um, for me, yeah, yeah, because I want a medal. Like, you know, I don't know, when you start a sport, it's like, they say it gets addictive, and like, if you go to your first, when you go to international comps, it's like, it's hard to leave when you know you can get a medal, eh? It's like, so, I want to go to Paris, and I want a medal in Paris if I don't in Tokyo, so, that's the, yeah, that's, I suppose, the next goal after that, but, um, yeah, first I um, just want to go uh, take a break somewhere. And if anyone knows anyone with a farm and some some cows to milk for a week, um, holla at me because <laughs> I'm still looking. Yo. <laughs> What's it like? Because you, you're saying, you know, you weren't into sport growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, coming in here, you're surrounded by athletes. Even I'm sitting in there like, oh, I should be, I felt like I should be picking up a weight or something. <laughs> What's it like for you? It took, like, another thing, just learning, is like, it took me a long time to feel like, oh, shit, I'm an athlete, eh? Like, I'm just saying I'm here, like, lifting weights, and I'm like, what am I even doing here? But, yeah, you have to, you work hard, and it's like, you deserve to be here because you show up every day and you work. So I had to believe that I'm an athlete. And it took me a while, but, uh, yeah, now I can walk in and change the radio to my jams because I want to work out the best I can so I don't want to work out to some not being racist but some white people's stuff you know like their jams is just not hitting where I need <laughs> hitting the spot where I need to um, do my thing but um, yeah I started to feel comfortable as an athlete and that I belong here so um, but like you like I said like you said you just came in here and you feel like ooh I need to be doing something eh? and yeah that's how I felt for, for a while but it's um it's cool to walk in now and be like, yo, this is my workspace, I suppose, yeah. Well, you must be comfortable if you're changing the songs to um, yeah. your preference. What are 100%. some of your uh, songs that you like to jam while you're training? Um, it changes. Oh, I've got a gym playlist, but um, yeah, it's what well, the usual suspects. Like Lady Six is my favourite. She's cool. Um, but there's heaps of like Burner Boys got the, got the melodies, but... If no one's around, there's like a slow jam hour. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a if that's a uncommon thing, but like, yeah, sometimes when people are around, you just play some slow jams, and it like gets you to you start lifting PBs in the gym. It's like, yo, Monica, holla, yo! <laughs> Shout out to Monica one time. 